been a bit, Daryl. Just a couple bits. It's been a couple bits. Whatever. Mm. All right. I mean, the um, you know, cast and crew had a little bit, little bit of a production delay, and they so did needed we. to take a minute. We needed to take a minute. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, this um, this cycle. What is this? Twenty four. This mm. cycle. Did we have a theme for this cycle? I feel like we did. Um, I mean, early on, we were calling it the ride or die. <laughs> no. This is the slow down cycle, right? Take a chill pill cycle. <laughs> I like it. I like it. This is like, hey, 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 hey. Everybody needs to just be cool. <laughs> Keep it under 8,000 RPMs, okay? Please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Each week, most weeks, we watch a Fast and Furious movie and we talk about it. And this week we watched Fast Five. A um, little bit of news before we jump into Fast Five, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Last pod, we talked about Lynn has left. We did a little emergency pod on that. Then we did a full pod on Lynn leaving, Louis Leterrier coming in. Stepping up to the plate, great choice by him, weird choice by studio, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Not much more news. I think they're shooting again. The only more news I really dug into is that there's this ethereal maybe meeting that happened. Ooh. That we don't really know that much about. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Lynn and apparently Lynn thought that he had sort of a final draft of the script. He, his contract stated that he was going to write the film as well. He wrote the film. He thought he had a draft that was in a good place. Um, they'd started filming, like lots of stuff was happening. Apparently they lost a location in Eastern Europe because of its proximity to Ukraine, which was a thing. Like there's just like... That's stressful. It's not obviously as stressful as the situation in Ukraine. (laughs) But like production stress, normal production stress. So he gets this, the script is what he feels like is locked. And apparently he got sort of barraged by production and by Vin. But Vin as a sort of leading member of the production team. But um, I do believe there was another person with Vin. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, like, we want to change a bunch of stuff in the script. And he was like, we're shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> um, and these are all sort of third-hand reports. So take them with a grain. Right? Mm-hmm. They had a big meeting about it. Lynn felt the script was locked. The production felt like they wanted to make a bunch of changes. I don't know. We don't know what those were. And basically, Lynn quote, said, quote, this movie is not worth my fucking mental health, and walked out and was done. Wow. So, I think the... Yeah. Yeah. The undertone here is that, you know, let's call it Vin, with the support of the production, other people in the, on the production side, 
kind of jumped on this opportunity with the lost um, location to kind of build momentum and try to sneak Possible. in some stuff that, you know, maybe they, maybe they brought to the table originally when um, the script was being put together and they yeah. couldn't get it through then. So they're maybe taking advantage of it. And, you know, if you're, if you're Lynn and you're trying to run the show, you're trying to keep things going. It's, it's obvious. It's, it, it's pretty obvious it, it's in the just situation. Like, it's like got to be a mess at this point with like all the fucking shit Vin is bringing. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got, he's got, uh, what's her name? Captain Marvel. You got Captain Marvel in there. You got Charlie's in there. You got the Jack, you got new Jack Reacher is going to be in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I tried, yeah, I tried to read a little, I tried to brush up on it. I was like, don't know who this guy is. No. <laughs> I think I watched the original Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher. Jack, good movie. Yeah, that yeah. one. And, you <laughs> really know, good. I've, I've got no interest in watching the Amazon Prime version of it. But I do you watched know anything about the, the show? I, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, well, here's what I'll say. There's people who read the books. And the books are bad. Like, mm. from the first one to now. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. The Jack Reacher books by Lee Child are not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're not well written. And like, it's, they're pretty stupid. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So, is, it, is, it, is it the type of book series that's targeted toward, like, young adults? Or, no, like, like, ex, like, veteran? Like They are for... Fiction. A plane ride. <laughs> I, I like to think that's what the right. Uh-huh. Like, if you're real about it, you could chew through one on your way to LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who. Like, you know, they're for. I don't know, thriller, middle-aged thriller. You know, dad readers, dad and moms, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> moms and dads. So. <laughs> But they're not good. None of them are mm-hmm. good. I read the first book. I've read parts of other books. None of them. Are, they're all bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Fine. <laughs> In the books. <laughs> okay. I know we're, talk- we're talking about... We're going to go on a thing about Jack Reacher, I guess. <laughs> In the books, Jack Reacher is like this six foot six, like enormous giant of a person. Mm-hmm. And that's like part of his thing. <laughs> It's part of his thing. You know, the books uses that as a personality, which is one of the reasons the books are kind of stupid. (laughs) Okay. Right? He's like a big guy. And then the movies got made, and Tom Cruise was like, I need a second franchise so I can bounce back and forth between Mission Impossible and X. So he tried Mm -hmm. to make it Jack Reacher. I've written about this a little bit on uh, my music, movies, and hoops uh, posts. Or articles. Um, if you want to go to musicmoviesandhoops.com, you can read some of my stuff there. Nice. But um, he's constantly looked for another. Oblivion was supposed to be something. The Mummy Dark Universe was supposed to be something. Like the guy just is dying for a second franchise. And I'm, I'm sure he's like going to think about Top Gun as like another thing as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But Jack Reacher, he was the guy who was like, these books are very popular. I should make this movie and I should be in it. Mm-hmm. 
as Jack Reacher. Like, who gives a shit about, like, how big he is? And Lee Child was even like, yeah, Tom Cruise, great. <laughs> who gives a mm-hmm. shit? <laughs> um, and so Tom Cruise made these movies um, with Chris McQuarrie, who's his, like, main guy for the Mission Impossible one. Mm-hmm. He made the first one with Chris. And um, the first one is fucking great. Like, capital G. It's Mm -hmm. really good. And, like, Werner Herzog, that famous documentarian, plays the bad guy. You know, he's got, like, three fingers left. It's amazing. It's it's so good. But people were like, ah, he's too small. Like, the Mm -hmm. people who read the books, who the bad books, were like, he's too small. We don't like it because he's too small. And Uh admittedly, Tom Cruise is a small person. Right. He's uh, vertically challenged, as they might say. <laughs> He's petite. He's petite. So they made a second one. It's not as good. It's not very good. Kobe Smolders is in the second one. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel for her career a little bit. But, um, yeah, that kind of fizzled. It didn't do very well. Fizzled out. See you later. Okay. So then Amazon buys the rights to Jack Reacher, and they're like, we're just going to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, they kind of deliver. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The guy's big. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his defining feature. <laughs> he's big. He's blonde. He doesn't say much. He's, like, pretty good in the show. Mm-hmm. Alan R- Richton, I believe his name is. Uh, R- Richton? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty good in the show. The female lead is great. He's pretty good. The rest of the characters are like, it's fine. The show is not like a superstar winner. But like, if you're a Jack, I'm sure it does well because like, there's a lot of Jack Reacher readers out there. Mm-hmm. And this show seems to be serving up exactly what they want. Okay. So that's what I got. Do you think it's also maybe like an audience pull to get is if that's a if that's a large population Vin's, of people? Vin's right? entire thing is audience pull. <laughs> it's like let's get the Cardi B fans to watch the Fast and Furious movie. Let's get the Iggy uh-huh. Azalea fans to watch the Fast and Furious movies, you know? Yeah. Like let's get the Hell Mirren people watching the Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? I f- just, I mean, not to discredit Cardi or Iggy or, like, Helen Mirren, obviously, but, like, there's stunt casting in this franchise, and it works for this franchise because this whole franchise is stunt X, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, great. Stunt cast it. Put Alan Rickton in there. Get the Jack Reacher people. Put, you know, Brie Larson. Get the Marvel people in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, I'm going to see it. <laughs> we sure are. I'm really going to see it. I'm going to go see the movie. You know? But, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um... Any other news you want to touch on from this week? Mm, I think those are the... Is there anything else pressing? Not really. 
I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they're just chugging along at this point. Um, Tyrese did a post. I was looking for it. This is the one, the one thing else I was going to say. He did a post about Lynn leaving on Instagram. Mm. I was going to try to find it and sort of touch on it. Not read it, but like talk about it. He, he posts 10,000 times a day. I, there's no <laughs> way I'm scrolling down this grid to try to find... <laughs> the one about just I can't I can't be bothered. If you want to go look for it, great. There's something there. There's but. something out there. I'm sure. I think it was very neutral. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure, he doesn't want to lose his only job. Also. Right. So. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. Fast Five this week. How was your watch? Uh, it was good. I split it up. I took it slow. Mm. Um, but yeah, my tie-in this week. So I wrapped up my grand jury service. Okay. Oh so. hell yeah! <laughs> Four full weeks, Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to five p.m. Nine thirty a.m. to five p.m. That's or later. crazy, honestly, or later. But this movie, maximum. Criminality. Okay. I don't even have the legal vocabulary to fully <laughs> encompass the types of crimes that we're talking here. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got a prison bus breakout. Yeah. Illegal immigration, right? They're free falling all the way down through Brazil. Oh, probably yeah, not I, using they, yeah. passports. Yeah. Right. I, just... In my mind, it was like, who's coming into America? But that's just my like America centric <laughs> mind. But Brazil's probably like, we don't want these illegal immigrants here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, I fair, mean, fair. So, I mean, whatever Grand Theft Auto is, like the maximum version of The president of Brazil of are like, they're bringing their, their, their murderers, they're bringing their... their <laughs> some of them, I assume, are good people. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, go ahead, sorry. All right, so they got all that. I mean, even, you know... Um, they didn't kill the feds, so I guess that's not that bad. But they're stealing from the feds, mm-hmm. which is not they good. They certainly kill a bunch of cops. They kill a movie. bunch of cops. And then, yeah, I was going to get to that one. I'll, I'll come back to that one. Okay. But um, what else? Destruction of currency. I guess, you know, Brazilian currency, but still. Big crime. You can't just light money on fire like that. That's true. Yeah. Um, a lot of trespassing, right? They broke into the police station and more but overall you know just like property destruction what do you call it city destruction with the safe thing there's yeah. no word for that like that's an undefined level of uh destruction yeah and huge, huge city property uh, issues there yeah and then you know the super heist which you know they reason because they're stealing it from reyes but ultimately who suffers? The, the bank that they crash into <laughs> yeah. suffers, yeah. probably. Right. right. Among other things, right? I'll, like Imagine all of the auto insurance claims that need to get oh, paid out for God, what, The cars. paperwork alone. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the cops are crooked. They're in Reyes' pocket. But I'm sure a lot of those guys are just trying to show up to their day job. That's the best job they can get. In Rio at the time, and they're getting killed. They're getting killed out there by yeah. these American bandits who've come to uh, destroy their city. Yeah, I totally agree. 
These people are not good people in this movie. Yeah. We shouldn't bad. be rooting for them. Well, that was my main takeaway as well. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing they could have done to redeem themselves was drop the majority, drop all the money off with Maria and have her redistribute the wealth. Okay. But they yeah. just left her Vince's share. And, you know, it's not her responsibility to go and give that back to the favelas. Okay? No. No, of course it's not her responsibility to do that. And, like, I don't know how it works, but, like, I would imagine getting dropped $11 million in the middle of favelas. Was like to, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I need to figure out how to get the fuck at this money the fuck out of here right now. Like, mm-hmm. They probably just put a huge target on her back, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, Reyes is dead. Mm-hmm. So there is that. You know, and it was his money, so it's like he's not going to be coming for the money. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, but I mean, if you imagine that he was using some of that, he was hoarding most of it for himself, and probably funneling it into the uh, the police department. But to a yeah. certain extent, you know, he was even though he was um, what are you calling it? Like entrapping the favelas, like resource. Um, Resource controlling them, you know, he was pumping that back into them, sort of. Well, they do, they mean, they talk about it that like he he gives back to the people and that's why the people like them, like him as like a, you know, whatever. Like the Portuguese, you know, the Portuguese like gave back to the people. That's why they won in terms of their conquering of, you know, Brazil or whatever. So Mm -hmm. he, he talks about that and he, does that he tries to keep the people on his side but then like the cops and judges and all the other shit are in his pocket so right um yeah i mean i don't know if the people are any better off at this point Mm -hmm. i don't know if maria is any better off at maria and nico or whatever um brazil is certainly not better off and rio (laughs) is certainly not i mean it's like in shambles Right. Uh, but I also don't think, like, we shouldn't root for these people, but we also shouldn't root for The Rock in this movie. Right. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, all of this, yeah, the heist and all of the crimes leading up to it are not victimless. Okay? Yeah. Street, street racing, very dangerous for non-participants on the roadways. Big crash Even... next to my house, actually. Just oh, recently. really? Yeah. Whoa. Street racing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, huge crash on Saturday. Yeesh. Yeah. Wow. Not victimless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, robbing, even robbing trucks for DVD players, all right? Those are working working truckers, okay? Big time. So the team, at the end of this, they're not heroes, okay? No. And we sort of think of them as heroes from here on out, but really, if you think about who they are interacting with, The Rock and uh, Mr. Nobody... These are all super bad guys. Yeah. Ghost faction baddies. And that's the only, um, that's the only types of people that they get along with now. Because after this movie, they've reached maximum bad guy. Maximum bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. At least in the first one, they kind of know they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. I like that about the first one. Where they're like, 
I'm just trying to get by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just trying to get by. I'm just trying to live my life. Right? Like, um, so, but in this one, it's like, I mean, I get that there's the quest for freedom and that the money brings them freedom, but it just turns into too much of a, you know, vanity heist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I didn't have a lot of thoughts about five other than like I had left the commentary on from last time, like the settings. And so it started running with the commentary again, which I had not mm-hmm. planned to do this week. But I was like, let it rip. <laughs> like, fuck it. I'll watch the commentary version again. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing new to report because obviously <clears throat> I talked about it last cycle. But um um, it was sad this time listening to Lynn talk about the future mm-hmm. towards the end of the commentary track. He talks about like, man, this one was just like so good and like I'm so happy it did so well. And, uh, you know, I really feel like we built like this incredible. I knew, he, he talked about like the reflection of the family on screen and the family like he feels in terms of off screen, not just between him and talent but between him and like he talked about his first ad a lot like spiru who shot a bunch of like second unit stuff and like he could really rely on him to get the stuff that he needed and his production designer he felt like was like part of the family you know it's like i really feel like we built this family and like i can't wait to see where we go in the future with that family and like where it's gonna so Mm -hmm. that was fucking sad to listen to, knowing where we are today. Mm-hmm. So. I rewatched that post, the most recent one with Vin and Lynn on Ooh. Instagram. Oh, that one is chilling. You could see it. Oh. Also, Vin, there was Vin. one this week. Did you see this one with Natalie Emanuel this week? I watched. I watched that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like one of those. Like, I didn't want to be here. Could you not? Can Please. we not do this post right now? Just <laughs> go stand over there. Just go stand by the water or something and have a nice little background. I don't need to be a prop. We're on your, lunch, uh... man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. This is not. <laughs> it's like scary, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love you, Vin, but yeah, the Jalen one is he's he's like. <laughs> he looks ready to like light a cigarette and be like, "Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking, it's gonna be a great movie." He goes from the bottom of my heart. I believe I'm so happy to see that this is the beginning of the end. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so happy this shit's almost over. Uh huh. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I thought about during F five, it's not necessarily related. If I relate, it's more sort of Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel, growing the franchise, where we can go next. We're always trying to top each, you know, each movie is trying to top itself, mm-hmm. add new characters, add new sort of elements. I'm just saying, I think, I think I have something that could really benefit this franchise in a way that's. You maybe they haven't done before. Like maybe mm-hmm. they really haven't. Like it would sort of surpass everything maybe they've done before. Okay. <clears throat> Dom Toretto needs a dog. 
Uh-huh. Right? Like a big, like a slobbery... Big gold retriever. <laughs> It'd be you know, great. It's like, what represents family and loyalty better uh-huh. than, like, a fucking dog, man? <laughs> like, the dog in the car. Yeah. He's <laughs> like... Oh, <laughs> what if it's, it's like his family dog from when he was growing up, but it's still alive for some reason. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a dog I never told you guys about. <laughs> I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. I mean, it'll have, it. yeah, uh, the John Wick movies do it well. Use it as a, a sort point of a to show yeah. a launching pad. And also, you know, it, it's an easy way to show the warmth of your, uh, of your dark hero. And yeah. yeah, can you imagine Vin like racing down <laughs> and it, like racing through the streets of Italy, like turning around and like <laughs> screeching to a stop and like looking over and scratching the head of his <laughs> fucking dog? And be like, you okay, Buster? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, it because, would be really good, and it would bring it would bring the joy back. It would. Bring the joy back, totally. you know, and all of a sudden now you can have the dramatic, um, like head turn shots, either driver to passenger, driver outside, maybe he sees his dog as he's pulling up to something, mm-hmm. and uh, you can show that. You can maybe show that Cypher steals his dog. <laughs> <laughs> she hacks the microchip in his dog to make him bad. <laughs> <laughs> He sends the dog to attack the president. (laughs) You know, Buster. You call it Buster. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That would be so good. (laughs) Buster Toretto. That's a good one. I like that a lot. That's a good idea. You can leverage the dog for these social media posts, okay? Let Natalie Emanuel go to lunch and uh, have Buster on screen, okay? Instagram with the dog all day. day. (laughs) The dog would be so excited to Instagram live with you, you know? It'd be it's perfect for you and for the movie. Yeah. Wow. Big. <laughs> it solves all the problems that they got going on. Yeah, I mean, if you and if you want to go for an audience grab, I mean, <laughs> yeah, get a, right there. There. Exactly. get a dog in there. Exactly. Get a there. famous dog with a million Instagram followers. <laughs> what that? What's the most famous Instagram dog? <laughs> Just get that dog. Uh... Get a descendant of the Airbud lineage. Yes. I mean, we've obviously talked about the Airbud movies <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah. So wow. be good. Be very, 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 very good. Be very, very good. <laughs> I agree. Mm. You have anything Fast Five else you want to talk about? No. 
That's it for me, me this week. You want to do some shout outs? Sure do. What do you want to shout out to this week? I want to give a shout out to the workhorse of headphones. Mm. The second gen Apple EarPod 3.5 millimeter jack. Whoa. Plug in. <laughs> yeah. Plug in. Oh, yeah. All right. So just to be clear, we're not talking about the original Apple headset with the round. No. Of um, those were trash. I'm talking about the one that came after that that's a little bit more egg-shaped that kind of like curves around yes. your ear thing and goes in there. Yep. But not the lightning port and certainly not an AirPod. Okay. Okay. The reason why I'm giving us a shout out is because they, I have a pair that has now outlasted my work laptop. Okay. I was having a lot of audio issues and I thought, okay, well, these headphones have lasted for about five years now and I think they're toast. Let me buy a new pair. Turns out. Earphones were fine. Laptop, <laughs> the laptop was, busted. was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and is this one with a with a clicky microphone on it? I yeah. love the clicky microphone. Oh, the clicky microphone. It works. Yeah, I mean, it's it works way better than the in machine mm-hmm. um, microphone, and you know, does everything it needs to do. I've got a pair somewhere around here. I've got a pair. I love them. Uh, I don't like doing the dongle to 3.5 to the headphones right. for my phone. Right. Not my favorite thing to do. That's not a knock on the headphones themselves. It's a knock on the phone. <laughs> yeah. You know? I agree. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. And like audio fidelity wise, fine. It's fine. And it's also better and more reliable than the equivalent whatever, $10, $15, just like basic headphone you would just buy somewhere else. Totally. I mean, I was in a pinch one time. It's not like it's not like the CVS headphone, right? Like I mm-hmm. bought a CVS headphone to go to the gym because I was a pin, in a pinch one time. I almost threw up when it yeah. started playing. <laughs> so Disgust- It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, or like those ones that they charge you five bucks for on JetBlue. It's like oh, yeah. selling headphones. Super bad. That are like sticky <laughs> when they come out of the... <laughs> like they coated in... In honey or something? I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Maybe they're made at the same place that they do the uh, elastic goo hands. Yes, <laughs> the elastic the goo hand is a solid. Shout out to the elastic goo hand. A solid toy. <laughs> it lasts for like You're talking about an the, hour. Like, slap it. Yeah. <laughs> it lasts for an hour until it's just full of dust. <laughs> Yeah, it gets so dusty, it won't stick to anything. <laughs> it's just this pile of shit. It's a pile of shit in the corner of your desk. <laughs> you save it. Maybe you gotta wash it in the sink. It. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, mm hmm. Once it gets wet, it's double toast. It's actually, it's actually worse. You have to chemically burn the dust off of it. Okay, so back, the headphones are good. Uh, yeah, all yeah. I'm saying is like you can reasonably listen to music, and it sounds totally fine mm-hmm. on those headphones. So, which is like super solid. I've got the pods myself. I got the pros. 
Nice. I like them. The sound quality is excellent. Um, you know, um, I don't. So I don't use them the the three point five jack that much mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but you know, I, I if I've definitely had times where I left my pod somewhere. Like I care, I have it in my backpack, and I have my backpack with me when I go to work and stuff like that. So. You know, they're a nice backup for me, and like I know they're reliable, and they're going to plug in and work. Mm-hmm. They don't run out of battery, so that's a big plus. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, that's solid, man. I know you're like a stick-with-the-technology-that-works kind of guy, right? I know mm-hmm. you're that kind of guy. You had a phone, iPhone 7 for like 14 years or something, <laughs> for sure. So uh-huh. worked out okay for you. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> All right, I want to shout out this week. Um, oh, I, it's very—it's kind of related mm-hmm. to the headphones. I've been uh, uh, running in a park near my ha- my house. I'm, I run occasionally, mm-hmm. um, and I was listening to my Apple Music app mm-hmm. on the runs, and uh, a band came up that I haven't listened to in a long time, but that I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this band is extremely good. I didn't appreciate them enough when I was a young teen, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also has that, like, it's got a great combination of that nostalgia from listening to it a lot when I was a kid, when I was a kid, but also, like, reappreciation of, like, the things I sort of maybe missed. Hmm. I'm talking about Rage Against the Machine. Oh. I feel like one of the great bands of its era. Like mm-hmm. the late 90s, the 90s to like late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, a fucking incredible band, basically. Uh, with a bunch of hits, Killing in the Name, Testify. Like, the band... Yeah, Gorilla Radio, another incredible one. Mm-hmm. I just like, I just love it. Have you, have you ever listened to, or uh, you're not a Rage Against Machine dude? Yeah, I don't know any Rage. It's the only. I will say it's the only band of its ilk I would consider. Mm-hmm. I like. I listen. I don't. I'm not. I'm not looking to like broaden my horizons into that sort of Rage Rock stuff. Hmm. Um, but they rule. <laughs> I was like running the other day and it came on. It was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, this is good. You know? Nice. I've been listening the... to a lot of Rage Against the Machine. Past. Mm-hmm. Is the main draw just um like power ballad, power ballads? Just like a- able to get the energy ballad. up? Yeah, yeah, but it's ener- energized. Got it, got it. And yeah. lyrically, is it kind of like Amazing. timeless lyrics, or does it Absolutely. seem kind of dated just based on the... Uh... No, no, no. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty timeless. A lot of social, timeless, unfortunately timeless social difficulty issues that they talk about mm-hmm. in their music. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big music head. I'm not a big, you know, I'm pretty like basic dude. Uh, but I know I used to listen to a lot of Rage when I was 
like 12 or 13. They were like mm-hmm. on the tail end of their run. It was right around the time that dude climbed the tower on the MTV, like on the VMA awards. Because he was like high on drugs or something. I don't know. That was like the end of their run, I feel like. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I got into it. And then I sort of stopped, moved on to other things. But they popped up on my suggestions the other day. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've been wait, riding this wave of like rage nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking it. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Run and rage. Yeah, run and rage. It's a good combo. Really gets you amped up. Anyway, my man, uh, if you want to, um, if you have any rage to let out, the, the listeners, if you have any rage to let out about us, about our podcast, you can do that at Nolt Podcast, N O L T T Podcast, on Twitter, or No One Likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram, No One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. Throw us a buck. Throw us one buck. We're um, going through the Jason Stathams. We're, the Crank 1 post will be up by the time this podcast is up. So you've got Transporter 1, 2, 3. We know i got Crank. We've got some extra episodes on the Resident Evil movies that have been up there, that are up there. And, it, you, know, and you also get to vote on our in-betweener polls as well. So um, if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. That would be very cool. Uh, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you catch your pods. You know, rate, review, follow, subscribe, do whatever you got to do over there. So that'd be really great. Also, Daryl, <clears throat> well, anything else to cap off this beautiful week? No, that's all for me. Thanks, uh, Nick. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.